Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Daily Bread. We've got a big show today. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of news. Didn't do an episode last week. I apologize. Was too busy. Didn't have a chance to do it. But I was not going to let you down two weeks in a row. So let's let's get right into it. Um, real quick, one note. I'm going to reformat the show a little bit or just – I just – Wanted to make it a little more organized because I kind of I normally just kind of freeball it. I'll write a couple notes and then just talk, um, and I'm still doing that. But I wanted to have a little bit more consistent structure. So what I'm gonna do uh, from now on is do my normal like kind of uh, market outlook trading rant at the beginning, and then I'm gonna get into like news, whatever happened in the last week or so, and then we'll get into. Uh, the week looking forward, and then at the end, you know, coins I'm watching and uh, gem watch, coin talk, whatever we call it. I don't know, whatever. So basically going to start at the front with overall outlook and then finish with coins. Uh, and I'm going to see if I keep that kind of whatever framework structure going forward. So anyways, um, to start off. So market's getting a little choppy, all right? It's clear that we have established a range at this point. Point. Um, we tried breaking through 25k on BTC and past like 1700, 1720ish on ETH, and we just haven't really been able to do it. Uh, every time we get up there, we get rejected back down, and we've made a few tries at it. So uh, it's clear that right now we haven't had the juice to get through there. On the other hand, um, if you look kind of zoomed out, and I'll put put charts on the screen, but for those listening, um, it's kind of clear that we've developed a range here, and I think that you just have to play this as a range uh, until proven otherwise, right? Until we break out of that range above 25K, I think we've got to stick with this range on BTC and ETH. So the range uh, for BTC would be 21.5 roughly, uh, up to the 25k mark, 25.2ish, basically where we where we failed to break out. That's that's like the range that we're gonna play on BTC, and then on ETH, it's a little less it's a little less clear, but it's kind of in that like 1500 to 1700, call it maybe 1740 range, you know, where where it kind of failed to break out too. And so we just have to assume that we're gonna trade in this range for now until, like I said, until proven otherwise. Um, and so I wouldn't anticipate. Uh, necessarily breaking out of it too easily considering we've tried a few times i think it's going to take more of a push to get us through um, and it may even mean we need to go back to the bottom of these ranges before we can try again to the upside um, and then you know we still have that cme gap i talked about that last week or i guess on the last episode on btc from the 20 to like 20.5k area not saying we're going to go there, but I think the fact that we failed this 25K breakout and uh, have now come down a bit, there's more likelihood that we may test that area if we lose the 21.5 mark. But that's it for now. I mean, just play the range. Like, don't overthink it. Don't overtrade it. Um, again, I said this in the last episode, and it's still kind of my goal. Trade less. You know, I find myself every time I'm taking lots of trades, I find that I get chopped up a lot. Whereas when I'm just being patient and have the high conviction setups, or I should say high probability setups or high conviction plays, those are like the two things that I want, right? So for example, if we go to 21.5K on Bitcoin again, that is a high probability setup of we're going to 
hold that level because we held it before and we've established some of a range here and that we will probably bounce from there. So there's a high probability. So that is a spot where you would want to start buying, right? And then high conviction would just be like, you know, whatever alts that you like for the longer mid mid to longer term that you're not necessarily so concerned about like short term price action on, right? So taking more of those like focused trades and less of this like, oh, I'm going to hit this and hit that. And trust me, I'm extremely guilty of it. And 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 that's okay. I mean, sometimes it's good to punt. You know, that's you, I kind of have my portfolio allocated in the sense of like I have about half of my money on um just longer term conviction bets that I don't really touch that much. Uh right now it's kind of my roll bit, my aura um, Premia, a few other coins. Level is a new one I've added into that list. I'll talk about all these coins later. Aura, by the way, I got to take my victory lap on that later. Don't let me forget. Okay, I've been talking about that one forever, and it like three x in the last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, so 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 having those those conviction bags, and then having like the short term trade bags, and of course, like I play the shit coins, and I play, you know, short term trades, hitting the China coins last week, hitting whatever the hot you know, coin narrative of the week is that's all good and fine. But that's not my main basket. That's that's typically, I would say uh, 30 40% of my uh, portfolio is in those types of plays. But the other half plus half or more majority is in more mid to longer term conviction conviction bets, right. And I think that's a good way to do it. I kind of look at it like, I'm too uh, I'm too ADHD to not take like trades, but I'm at least going to have bags I don't really touch and don't really think about that are just doing their thing, and those tend to be the best ones uh, in my in my portfolio performance uh, in terms of like gaining multiples on those. Whereas you know it's fun to trade the short term stuff, uh, but in a week like this, you know honestly the last few days I haven't really made money trading a lot of these alts uh, because I just get chopped up. You know you make money on something, lose on another. Like uh, Blur is a good example, right? Blur came out last Tuesday, and the first few days of trading it were really good. It traded super cleanly, super technically, and I was just swinging it, and I pretty much made money every time I traded it for the first few days. But then I kept trying, and I got chopped up because clearly that thing was just not going to do what I thought it was going to do. I thought we would make the run for $2. We didn't. We kind of topped that at like $1.40. It is what it is, um, but I kept uh, basically once we got on the on the way up to a dollar forty, I kept swinging it and was hitting like th I hit like three four solid swings in a row, made some good money. But then on the way down, I think I made money once, but I lost or like broke even like three or four times trying to you know getting chopped up. So uh, I was at this I kind of was I got sick of blur. I was like I'm done trading this thing for now. I, I it gave me some money. I'm not going to give it all back and chopped up. But that's been the case with a lot of coins. And I think blur was kind of a bit of the canary in the coal mine too because um you know we had new token launch kind of right um environment and at the same time, so Blur launches Tuesday. We had the CPI on Tuesday, which came in just about as expected. Uh, and then the next day, Wednesday, we had the market rip. That was when BTC made the run to try to break 25K and failed. Um, and Blur kind of was the canary in the coal mine in that this is like the perfect environment for a new coin, but it didn't really make that disbelief run right, that I think a lot of us thought it might, you know, with these new coins, it didn't make that Aptos type run where it just kept going, people are like, I'm going to short it and oh, they get squeezed, it didn't really happen, 
So I think that was the sign for me that, okay, this new coin with a ton of liquidity and a ton of money flowing, flowing into it, tons of volume, didn't really pop off that much. And then on top of that, like I said, we failed to break out 25K a couple times. So to me, it's like, okay, clearly the trend and the momentum that we had from the beginning of the year is over. We are back in a range. We are in a higher range than we were to start the year, which is totally fine. And until proven otherwise, we're going to trade the range, okay? Because that's how we're going to remain profitable. And we're not going to be doing as many breakout trades. We're going to be doing much more range trades or deviation trades, things like that. Return Deviation from the mean, right? Return to the meme trades, that type of stuff. Anyways, less trades, more conviction. That's, that's kind of the goal. More conviction plays, more high probability trades. Don't feel like you need to be chasing things all the time because this is probably not the right environment. Now that could flip, like I said, at a moment's notice and, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'll let you know if I'm changing my mood, but, uh, or how the, not my mood, but the way I see the market. But as of right now, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, and honestly, right now I'm pretty flat. Uh, I have my small cap bags, but I'm not really in any large, um, you know, I would say like tra swing trade position right now. I'm pretty flat. Blur was the one I was going for. Didn't work out. Um, I mean, I made money, but I didn't make nearly as much as I wanted to. Um, so let that one go. And then I was in a few different trades, but I'm pretty flat right now. I have some altcoins, uh, some small caps, but that's about it. So let's get into the news and uh, kind of the week looking forward. So there were kind of only two main news events that I thought were kind of relevant. There was more stuff, but the two main ones that I thought were relevant this week that uh, we should pay attention to. Uh, the first is Hong Kong talking about re-legalizing crypto. Um, you know, Hong Kong is obviously one of the biggest Asian markets, uh, if not the biggest Asian market. It's either them or Shanghai. I forget who's bigger. But, uh, you know, Hong Kong is essentially where East meets West in terms of the markets go. And so them legalizing Hong Kong, or I'm sorry, legalizing crypto in Hong Kong is incredibly bullish. And that's one of the reasons we saw this China coin pop off. Now, this is going to happen in June, supposedly. Uh, again, very, very bullish. And this really gives an on-ramp for a lot of Asia to... Uh, kind of mix in with the Western markets in a way that we haven't really seen in a long time in crypto. Keep in mind, this last bull run that we had, we didn't really have China involved. Like, there, there obviously, you know, it's no secret that there is Chinese money in crypto, but not um, as easily, and you don't necessarily have the masses of China in crypto. You more just have, like, you know, some rich people in China that are in crypto, right, through, through various means. And so this, but the 2017 Iran was big in China, right? Because China, crypto was still legal in China at that time. And so that's something to really think about of the paradigm shift that we could see over the next year or so in terms of crypto markets being more Asia-led than uh, American and Western-led, right? 2017 was more Asian-led than American-led. 2021 was more American-led, and I think maybe we'll see the reverse again. I don't know, but needless to say, having a market like Hong Kong come back and potentially, potentially China too, we don't know. That's pure speculation. But even if Hong Kong is legalized, that is a route obviously, that a lot of Chinese are going to be able to trade crypto 
through. So that's very, 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 very bullish. Honestly, that's the most bullish news we've gotten in crypto in a long time. Uh, so, you know, it, it helped coming after all of this regulation FUD to get something like that come out. Um, the other big thing was this Coinbase uh, new L2 that they're launching build, built on top of the Optimism stack. Uh, they said there will be no token uh, which, you know, was kind of expected because obviously they have enough problems with the SEC. They don't need to get in trouble for some security uh, that they would make as a token. Now, not to say they will never do a token, but I would say the chances are pretty minimal, at least, you know, unless the SEC changes their tune or rules or whatever. Um, I'm not super hyped about Coinbase Chain. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be decent. You know, the NFT marketplace they launched was super hyped and nobody used it. So we'll see. I will say, I think Coinbase is going to do coins and as an L2 better than they do NFTs because NFTs wasn't something that Coinbase had ever done. They were just like latching onto a trend. Whereas obviously coins is what Coinbase does. It's in the name. And uh, I think that they will have more success with this. Will it be a KYC chain? I don't know. We'll have to find out. But I think it'll probably be a decent play. Um, I don't know exactly which coins to look at on there. I would say, if I were to guess, I would just watch Coinbase Ventures coins, right? That's their venture arm, and they're invested in a ton of different, different projects. I would guess that it's going to be in their best interest to try to uh, pump a lot of their venture arm investments so i would pay attention to what coinbase venture projects are going to the coinbase chain um but that should be i mean listen we always we, we'll take a new chain we'll take a new playground to play on and uh you know hey we'll take it uh the other chain i should mention um i was going to mention this in gems but i guess i'll just mention it now is shibarium uh this is shiba inu's new chain they're finally launching the testnet people have been waiting for this shibarium chain forever and now it's finally coming out i am long bone right now that is one of the coins that i'm in i think that bone um i mean we've been waiting on this catalyst forever okay for bone and uh, Bone will be the gas token for the Shibarium chain, I should clarify. Um, if this doesn't make it break out up to like, say, three, four, five dollars, I don't know what will. It's currently trading like, it, when I got in, it was like a dollar seventy something. I think it's right at two dollars at the time of recording this. Um, but yeah, Bone with Shibarium. So we have a couple new chains coming out. Uh, keep in mind, I know a lot of us in crypto, like trenches, kind of wave off like Shib these days, but. Shib still has one of the biggest communities. And I'm telling you this as someone who's on YouTube, you know, I do a lot of research for like keywords and all that type of stuff to see like what people are looking for on YouTube. My God, Shib is still one of the biggest uh, crypto searched things on YouTube. There's a huge Shib community and these people have been waiting, okay? They've been dying for this Shib chain to launch. You can look on, look up, do me, well, don't leave this video. Just open a new tab, okay, and come back in a second. Just, like, search uh, Shib Chain Bone or whatever, something like that on, on YouTube. You'll see all these thumbnails where they're like, Bone, Bone to $100, Bone to $200, okay? It's a it's a dollar eighty or I guess two dollars right now, and that's, like, the types of videos they're making. So, um, bullish, we'll take it. We like a good catalyst. Again, something that has, especially a catalyst that people have been waiting like six plus months for. 
Um, so I'm long that. And I think on top of that, obviously, once the chain itself comes out, you know, there will be plays on there. So I'll definitely be bridging over there. I recommend you do too. Um, I'll probably talk about that more in future episodes as the uh, as the chain actually launches. And then as far as week looking forward, not a ton of stuff this week. Um, on the macro side, not much. I think there's, I wrote it down, we've got Consumer Confidence Index comes out on Tuesday for the U.S., We've got European CPI on Thursday. We've got a couple other things. Nothing major. Um, so no major macro events to throw a wrench at us this week. Uh, we'll see in the coming weeks after that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, honestly, we're, we're the, the correlation between crypto and equities has decreased um, since or basically over the last few months. I expect that to continue to decrease, to decorrelate uh, over this year. I think really what I would say is in the major moves, when you have equities making huge moves up or huge moves down, crypto will probably correlate with it. But other than that, in the day-to-day -day movements, um, there's not a ton of correlation with equities. So pay less attention to that, I, I would say. Um, you know, I know myself, I've gotten spooked out of a couple of trades this week just because, you know, NASDAQ was down a lot. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should buy this. And I, and I should have, right? So... Um, on the big moves, yes, but on the day-to-day, -day, probably even, you know, week-to-week, -week, I would say, uh, you know, regular movements, I wouldn't pay a ton of attention to the equity correlation with crypto. Um, and then in terms of crypto-specific news, the only main thing I think we have this week coming out is Prime, which is the parallel cards token if you guys remember the parallel card nft project uh, i mean they've been building a game they have all this the game actually looks pretty good i'll give them credit it's like a hearthstone type like uh digital card game magic the gathering that type of thing um it looks pretty good i'll give them credit it looks like they actually spent money and put effort into the game it's not some cash grab like you know piece of crap like you've seen with a lot of other games they've been working on it for like over a year um and i think a lot of people forgot about this project because you know it's been pretty much irrelevant for a while now but anyways it may come back to relevancy they have their new token launching we like new token launches listen we had blur come out we had pseudo finally become tradable last week that was kind of uh a quick play uh, i was in that for like a night and then it turned around and i had to get out of it we'll come back to pseudo at some point uh, but hey, we take new tokens, you know, fresh charts. I tweeted it, you know, uh, what did I say? Uh, clear eyes, full hearts, fresh charts, can't lose. You know, that's the motto with these fresh charts. We love a good fresh chart. They're much easier to trade because there's no there's no uh, previous support and resistance that we have to look at. And oh, it's got to break through this key level and blah, blah, blah. No, no, you don't have any of that. There's nothing. There's nothing. You can just you just can just slam by and ride that bitch, okay? Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with Prime. I don't know if I'll trade it or not, but I'll definitely be paying attention to it. So keep an eye out for that. Not a lot of people talking about that. So that one may go under the radar until it actually comes out. Um, all right, let's get into coin talk. So, um, a couple things. So, I wanted to talk about narratives a little bit, where I see different narratives at the moment, and then uh, coins specifically. So, we had this like China narrative of the last week. These coins went nuts. There were some crazy pumps on a lot of these China coins, and really just Asia coins in general. Uh, that seems to be cooling off a bit now. I, I think it'll be uh, intermittently relevant and not relevant over the next few weeks we'll see uh, but i think like the crazy pumps that we just got are probably mostly done now so i think at this point that narrative is kind of cooling off um but 
in terms of the other two major narratives of this year, we have the gambling narrative and the AI narrative that we've talked a ton about. Um, I don't think those are done. Uh, I think they're just cooling off. I think that actually it's probably time to start paying attention, especially to like AI coins again, because a lot of those had nice pullbacks that they needed to have healthy uh, retracements of a lot of the big moves they made. So I would pay attention to AI coins because AI is not going away. AI is only going to get bigger in terms of the cultural zeitgeist. And so just because a lot of these coins popped off really hard in the last month doesn't mean that over the next like year plus, they won't continue to see a lot of movement. Um, so I like, I think FET uh, and Ocean are probably the two that I like most. Um, I know there's Ajax and obviously you have the small cap ones, you have Imagine AI and all these other ones. I like FET and Ocean just because they have a lot of liquidity and they have a lot of kind of uh, cult members behind them. FET is a Binance Launchpad coin. A lot of people don't know that. So this is that going for it. So those are the two I like the most. Um, but yeah, just pay attention to those. I'm not saying necessarily get in right now. I would just watch kind of you know, where they're at. And if you see them start turning around, I would consider playing those because I don't think that narrative's over. And I think a lot of people thought that was just a quick two week thing. And I do not think so. I think that's a narrative that is going to last for a while. So don't forget about the AI coins. Um, and then gambling coins, kind of same thing. I mean, Rollbit was like the hot thing for a while. We were really early on that. That frankly, Rollbit was my best trade of the year. I was pretty proud of that one. I wish I put more money in it, but hey, we take a six, seven X. Um, in all transparency, I did sell some uh, when Pintoshi started tweeting about it and it was like all over the timeline. I had to take some profit. I was up like 6x. I took, I only sold a third of the bag. I basically, you know, I was up 6x. So I, I took double what my initial investment was, right? So I took my, my principal times two out, which was a third of my bag. And I left the other two thirds. I'm going to ride that for a while. I think Rollbit is going to be a billion dollar plus token one day. It's currently, it's pulled back now, but it's roughly in the, 150 million area. Um, so I think we're going to get there. Um, so not out on that. And then you have, I've tweeted about ARC. I like ARC a lot on Arbitrum, ARC. Uh, it's still pretty small. It's been going up and down in like the 15 to 20 million-ish range in terms of market cap. The reason I like it is because they are taking the GMX model, the GLP model, where you essentially can profit off of the traders on GMX. Well, they're applying that to a casino, which I think is pretty brilliant, right? The only, the main weakness of GMX is, well, what if the traders become profitable, right? Then GLP loses money. Um, that can't happen with a casino because there's a house edge, right? So it is it is mathematically locked in that the uh, they call it the ALP, the ARC pool will always make money. So it obviously if people use it, but it's it's statistically statistically embedded into the pool that you will make money. Um, so I like that, and there's no like risk. Uh, with that in terms of like the GMX type risk where if the traders make money, then it comes out of the GLP pool. So I like that. I like that model. Now, obviously they have to, it, and the site is actually pretty decent. I enjoy the site. I think it's well-made. It's not some, it wasn't like thrown together last minute. They've been working on it um, and they kind of launched at perfect time. So, and it's on Arbitrum. So you kind of have a lot of different things going for it. Where it will go, I think 
I don't know. It's hard to put a price on these. I think one thing to keep in mind with a lot of these gambling coins, a lot of people are using Rollbit as the benchmark. And so Rollbit got to about 180 million-ish at the top, I think. I don't know if it quite hit 200 million, but Rollbit's in that 150, 200 million range. So a lot of people are using that as like the, the comp for all of these other ones. So they say, oh, this one's 10, 20 million, 30 million. And that's, you know, comparing it to Rollbit. But here's the thing, I think that Rollbit is going to be a billion dollar token and that when Rollbit appreciates, that the comps will appreciate relative with it, right? So if you're saying an ARC should only be worth a tenth of Rollbit, you can make that argument. I would say, yeah, maybe, we'll see. I think it's pretty early to tell. But say Rollbit's worth 200 million, you say, well, ARC should be worth 20 million because you know they don't have that many users like Rollbit does and they're a newer platform, right? I think that's a fair thing to say. But if Rollbit's now a billion dollar product, you could make the argument that ARC should be a 50 to 100 million dollar market cap, right? So I don't necessarily have a target for something like ARC, um, but it's a coin that I think has a lot of potential. Um, and I would keep an eye on on that one. And that's kind of, I, I think that makes sense, right? The, I think the comps will will raise with Rollbit. Now, in terms of on-chain shitcoining, we've seen a real, real, real renaissance uh, over the last month or so. Uh, it On-chain has not been back like this in a long time. It's actually very nice to see. We've had solidly forks popping off. We've had like these debasing Ponzi's. Oh my God, I got to tell you this funny story. So this happened actually last night. Um, if you're not aware of these debasing Ponzi's, they're basically the inverse of ohm forks where... Uh, you know, Ohm was like a rebase, right? You stake and you get like more and more tokens over time. Well, these are debasing. So if you don't stake and lock your tokens, they take away from you. And most of these, I think it's a five-day lockup that they want you to lock your tokens for five days. And if you don't, you lose 7% a day. So you lose 49% basically in the five days, call it 50% in the five days uh, if you don't lock it, right? So, but if you lock it, you keep all of your tokens. And so there's like, you know, game theory there with should you lock, should you not. People who played eggs early, man, I faded eggs. I regret it. Ugh. Shout out to to my boy Effie. He called that, totally faded it. Anyways, it went like, I don't know, from when he called it at least like three or four X. I don't know. So anyways, I'm coping from eggs and there's two new ones coming out. There's carrot, which had already launched. And then there's uh, wheat was the other one that hadn't come out yet. So I'm in carrot. I bought carrot. It's going up real fast. And I'm like, okay, sick, sick, sick. I'm up money. I'm up money. But then wheat is coming out like the, that night too. Okay. And wheat uh, had like a pre-sale and all this stuff. I played it really stupidly. This is what I did. I bought carrot. I sold the top of carrot. Top ticked that, okay? I knew, I knew. I said, there's another one coming out. This one had more hype around it. Carrot was like the the chase play that people were doing because there was no other option. So I said, people are gonna sell carrot to buy wheat. And so I sold the top of carrot and I bought wheat. The mistake I made was I thought that it would go up before the pre-sale only because I, everyone was saying it would go down. And that was the stupid fade play that I shouldn't have done. That was a big mistake. Um, so I basically sold the top of carrot to buy the top of wheat prior to the pre-sale. One problem. I don't know how I did it. Camelot fucked me. Okay. Camelot like wasn't loading and I like refreshed. I don't know what I did. I accidentally bought three times as much, uh, wheat as I meant to. 
And so all of a sudden I realized I'm down like 40% on wheat and it was with way more than I intended. So now I lost not only what I made on carrot, but I actually had lost twice as much as what I've made on carrot, right? So now I'm net negative, okay? And I'm pissed and I'm bummed and I just cut it. I was like, I got to cut losses because I don't know this. It was just down only um, going into the pre-sale. So I said, they're going to dump the hell out of this thing in the pre-sale. And I was about to call it a night. It, this is like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. But I said, no, no, they're going to dump it on the pre-sale. It's going to dump really hard and it's going to go back up. If I can snipe it, I can make it back. And guess what I did? I'm like, I'm like the American sniper, okay? I'm the fastest gun in the West, okay? Pow! They call me, they call me Kill Gill for a reason, okay? I'm the fastest gun in the West. I sniped that pre-sale dump. You can go look at the wheat chart, okay? You'll see exactly where it dumped on the pre-sale. I sniped that bitch, okay? It rips up like 40% immediately afterwards. I sell. We made it all back. And I went to bed. And honestly, that was more thrilling to me. That was more fun than actually making money. I didn't make any money. It was a lot of effort, a lot of stress for zero dollars. But it was fun. We had a good time, okay? And, uh, you know, sometimes the real trading skill isn't necessarily making money on a, on a thing you buy. It's getting out of yourself out of the hole when you fuck up. That's the mark of a real trader. Can you find yourself taking a 40% drawdown and somehow claw your way out within like an hour? Because only a professional can do that, okay? And that's that's what I do, okay? That's that's how it's done, folks. So anyways, all jokes aside, um, these debasing Ponzi's, I'm not a big fan of them. I think they're going to phase out quickly. I don't really like the mechanism that much. But solidly... Uh, forks have been going crazy and those have been very very strong um, you know obviously you had Velo on Optimism you had Grail on Arbitrum you also had Zyber Swap and then you have Athena on, on Binance you have all these different ones popping off Equal on Phantom there's, there's a ton um, I'm like I'm really bullish on these on these uh, uh, solidly forks i think the model the mechanism is just really really good and i think it's kind of proving itself out and i think the cool thing with it is it was kind of launched right as the market ended right solidly launched when did solidly launch that was like in february 2022 right basically as the market was collapsing i think um and so that one never took off and you had all the andre drama that came with it and then you had stuff like Velo launch, Velodrome launch in like, when was that in the summer last year? And it had a little bit of a move, but it didn't really take off. And now that the market conditions are right, you're see, seeing these mechanisms that were built uh, for essentially Ponzi, <clears throat> Ponzi-nomics really take off now. And um, I think they're really working. I don't know how long it'll work, but the thing is we haven't seen one get really, really big yet. Velo is getting big. Grail kind of got up there, but I think we need to see some of these be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, or if not one, even hit a billion dollar market cap. Because if you remember with Ohm Forks, you know, Ohm hit, I think, two or three billion at the top. And I remember Time, I think, got over a billion as well. So we haven't really seen that big move like that. Now, obviously, that was in a bull market, um, but I think that we can see hundred million dollar market caps on these things. Um, and we're not there yet. So we may still be kind of early on them. 
Um, but the other types of forks that I've been interested in were uh, Itchy Forks. If you guys remember Itchy Finance that launched last summer, um, it actually like was right around the time Luna collapsed. So Itchy was like this weird thing that went up a ton. Um, but then people tried forking it, but it didn't really work because, um, you know, it was like the market was completely dead post like Luna crash. So it never really had its time to shine. And now people are launching these itchy forks again. Um, you have Tam and Jerry on, on Arbitrum. This is like, by the way, this is like deep trenches shit coins. Don't buy any of these, okay? Unless you really know what you're doing, okay? This is like high risk stuff, okay? Um, but anyways, uh, I think we may see like an itchy fork season happen. Um, we'll see, we'll see. I, I just think that you really gotta be like ear to the ground on chain right now. I think the best stuff is on chain. I was trading in the last few weeks. I've been trading a lot of uh, just like swing trading, like like majors, but I'm shifting my focus completely to like on chain right now because I think that's really where it's at. I think we're going to chop, like I said, we're going to chop a lot of BTC and ETH and that's totally fine. I don't really care if they chop as long as we're not like completely nuking on chain is going to be at lively and active. Um, so I think, I think especially if you're not like, dealing especially if you're not like really rich and have a ton of money that it's hard for you to do stuff on chain without getting tons of slippage and all that i think you should be in the shitcoin trenches because man these these double triple quadruple plays are like left and right uh, uh been hitting them and it's like uh, 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 focus on chain honestly that's that's my advice that's what i'm doing right now too um so yeah, let's get into specific tokens. So those are the areas on chain, but I just keep just keep an eye out because th there's there's new stuff popping up all the time. I can't really predict it. The itchy forks and solid forks, I'm focused on that right now. Uh, but there could be new stuff coming out too. Um, but yeah, so coins, gem watch. We got Aura. Aura is finally, finally seeing its day in the sun. I've been, dude. I've been talking about Aura. I was looking at my tweets from like September, October last year. Um, and I locked on my aura, like I, I don't lock tokens anywhere and I locked my aura, okay, to give you like how much conviction I had in aura. Because um, I wanted the bribes and I said, I'm just going to buy some of this over time and just lock it up and not look at it. And, uh, you know, I was, I mean, ask anybody who knows me, I was shilling aura to everybody. I've chilled it on this show many times. I was like, guys, I'm telling you, aura, 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 aura. And I even tweeted, I actually, I'm going to put the tweet on screen. I'm collecting my clout here, okay? I tweeted the Pico bottom of Aura in January. And I said, guys, this is the next coin that everybody forgot about, that nobody cares about in DeFi, that is going to pop off and it's going to have its day. It's up like 3x since that tweet. I'm telling you. And it's just getting started, okay? Because the whole thesis with Aura, if you don't know, I'll, I'll give a recap. I've shielded before, but your 10-second recap is it's essentially in the same way that Convex owned a bunch of Curve and was collecting all these bribes for people who wanted liquidity on Curve. Aura is doing the same thing for Balancer, okay? Except they're doing it way better and they learned from a lot of Convex's mistakes and uh, Balancer is also growing a lot too. So... The thing with Aura is that there's tons of um, um, protocols that are trying to bribe for balancer liquidity. Uh, and just this week, the bribes doubled. So they were about six, seven cents um, every other. So, so how it works is on the hidden hand uh, marketplace. 
which is the bribe marketplace. Um, all these protocols bid and it's every other week and it's basically based like a, a, a they break it down to like seven cents per token since cents per token that you own, right? Um, well, this week they doubled to like 12 cents per token, okay? One, biggest reason was because Stargate came in and bid a lot uh, and spent a bunch of money on bribes. But you also have Lido, Rocket Pool, all these LSD products fighting for, for liquidity too. And that's going to really, really, really increase after Shanghai happens. Uh, the Shanghai upgrade for ETH in, in March, supposedly March. Um, anyways, I've given the spiel on Aura. I'm not going to give it too much. Go You go on my Twitter and you can look at my Aura tweets. But Aura, man. You know, uh, here's the thing. I was telling people over and over and people say, oh, it's a slow mover oh, no one cares about that thing, oh, it's so boring, and people would make fun of me for, like, always talking about Aura, I became the Aura boy, okay, I was the kid who cried, kid who cried Aura, and now, you know, I, I don't know, I just, I just would like some appreciation, you know, is that, is that too much to ask, just a little bit of appreciation, just, you know, no, I don't need anything special, just a little, wow, David, great job on Aura, Wow, you called it, bro. You told me on the podcast to buy it when it was like $1.50. And now it's like $4, David. Wow, thank you. That's all. You can feel free to, you know, slide in the DMs or leave a comment. You know, whatever whatever works for you. I would like my flowers, please. Thank you. You know, they left me for dead. They left me for dead on Aura. I bag held that thing down like 60%. Kept buying more. Kept locking it. And now we made it. Okay left me for dead. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like in Gladiator. Remember in, Gla I'm like Maximus. Okay. Remember in Gladiator when, um, like he, you know, he like Russell Crowe, Maximus, he like the, the emperor thinks he's dead. And then he comes back and he's in the Coliseum and he's like doing this crazy fight and he wins and everybody's, and he's like, he's like, who's that? He has the helmet on though. Right. So he doesn't know who it is. And the whole crowd's going wild. And, ah! and then, uh, you know, the, the emperor, he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, identify yourself, you know, remove your helmet. Okay. It's like, uh, like, like I have my Daft Punk helmet. Okay. On, on Twitter, right. Remove your, remove your Daft Punk helmet. And then I, I like, I'm like the guy, I like pull it off. R remove your profile picture. Dox yourself. I take the helmet off. I turn around. The emperor realizes it's me. He left me for dead. And I'm like. I'm David <laughs> My name is David is Maximus Morelius. <laughs> this is stupid. This is stupid. I'm, my name is David Maximus Morelius. Commander of the North. Leader of the the Daily Bread Legions. Loyal lo what does he say? Lo loyal loyal servant to the true king. Chef Maki. <laughs> Chef Maki is the founder of uh, of Aura, if you didn't get that. What does he say? Father to a murdered child. Husband to a murdered wife. And I've come, and I will, what is he, fuck, I'm messing it up. What does he say? He says, um, father to a murdered child, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my revenge in this life or the next. And that's me to basically the clowns on Twitter. Who were like, no one cares about Aura, bro. No yeah. You care now, bitch. You care now that it's up 3x when I called the Pico bottom, huh? And it's going to be a $10 token. I'm going to be like, I told you so.
told you so. Okay? Shot Kala, dude. Davidus Maximus Marilius. Leader of the Daily Bread Legions. Okay? So next time I tell you guys about some boring token that you don't care about, and I'm like, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to buy it. Well, not financial advice. Nothing I say is financial advice. Let's make that clear. I'm just a guy on the internet. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. But you're going to think about maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. So anyways, Aura is sick. Um, next on the list, Bone. I already talked about Bone. Got some Bone. Okay. Here's the next one. PSI. I talked about this one. This is the GameFi token on Arbitrum. It's been getting hammered the last few days. It went up to like nine. It went from like, well, what did it launch at? Like a dollar fifty-two bucks is where I got it initially. It went all the way up to like nine. It's back down to like four something now, four fifty roughly. It's been in like four fifty-five dollar area. I've been buying more. Listen to me. People are impatient, okay? People have the the att attention span and memory of goldfish on crypto right now, and they are ignoring this gem of a project, okay, that is launching all this great stuff. You should go read the Oasis Swap uh, like Medium articles that they published, okay, because this is sick. They're basically doing DeFi kingdoms, but like better and different and modified, okay? And by the way, let me just say, I bought Jewel at $2 or $3, somewhere around there, okay? And that thing went to like 20 all right? And I'm telling you now, you can buy PSI at $4, and that thing is probably going to go to like 40 okay? It's like at a 10, 12 million market cap or something now. This thing should be like a $40, $50 million market cap. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to go there. Once all this stuff launches, I'm telling you, it's it's going to go there. People don't are way underestimating, and they're so impatient Guys, this is my next aura, and you're going to fade it. You're going to say, David, no one cares about that. That was cool like a week ago, but no one cares anymore. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Fade it. Fade it. Fade it. Don't buy any PSI. Don't listen to me. Go trade your, you know, 17th solidly fork, okay? Don't listen to me. I'm PSI. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um level Binance. this is quickly becoming one of my new um conviction plays actually um here's the thing level is at like a 20 to 25 mil market cap right now it's been ranging a bit it's doing more well okay it's it's at times doing more volume than gmx it's doing more fees than gns okay both of these are like 10x the market cap of this guy, okay, of level, okay? Everybody's fighting to the death, okay? Back to the gladiator analogy. Arbitrum is like the Colosseum for all these perp dexes, okay? They are fighting to the death over there. Level's not doing that. Level's going over on Binance chain. They're killing it. They have a unique model. It's not another GMX fork. They built their whole own thing. They have way more pairs than GMX does, and they're doing more volume than GNS, okay? Which were the two you know, top dogs in this perp deck space right now. I'm telling you, this thing is going to be a $100 million token. There's almost no way around it. It could go even much higher, but that's like a realistic target. I've been buying at these levels. If it goes below $6, I'm going to 
bet the house on this thing. I'm telling you, I'm really convicted on this thing. I really like Level. I think I, I think it's just one of the best products we have right now um, that's new. Plus, they're on Binance Smart Chain. There's a little rumor flowing around. They're going to be on Binance uh, Exchange, which if you've seen the Binance candles lately, that alone should be the biggest catalyst that you need, the best catalyst that you need. I'm telling you, th this is one of those where I like, Keep selling it. I have no problem. Sell it, fade it. I'll buy more. Okay, level. Um, only a couple more things. I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, Yearn, Yearn Finance, Wi-Fi. Uh, they're launching an LSD product. Um, I know that a lot of people are doing this, but I think Yearn uh, will have a say in this market. I would not fade Wi-Fi. I don't own any yet. I need to consider how I'm gonna maybe trade this or not. I don't know, but Wi-Fi is a play. So pay attention to that. And then Stacks, or I should say Stacks Chain. Uh, if you don't know what Stacks is, it's an L2 for Bitcoin, basically. And with the ordinals that I talked about last time uh, popping off, which are like the Bitcoin NFTs, a lot of people are paying attention to Stacks now uh, because, you know, I think it is inevitable that you will see like Bitcoin DeFi and NFTs and all this stuff because, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, Bitcoin, it's the top dog. It has the most money in it out of any chain, right? And no one does anything on it. Now, you could say that's part of the the appeal of Bitcoin is that it's just this simple thing. Um, and I would tend to agree, but I think it's inevitable that someone uh, like a Stacks will come in and create a market on top of Bitcoin for different decentralized services. And listen, Bitcoin people could decide to use it or not. But I think a lot of them will because they do want yield. I know a lot of maxis are very purist, but the reality is you have a lot of other players in the Bitcoin ecosystem who are not as purist as the as the maxis are. Um, so there's stuff on the Stacks chain. I've been looking at Alex uh, is the ticker and then Dico, I think is what it's pronounced, D-I-K-O. Um, these are a couple of uh, products or projects I've been looking at over there. Uh, there's a lot of small cap stuff over there. I think this is one of those where the early movers will benefit, right? I mean, they already have, but I think they will continue to benefit because it's not that easy to get over there. Um, you need to essentially set up a new wallet and uh, you know move money over to this new thing that's different. There's supposedly an Ethereum bridge being built, but that won't be out for another few weeks. If that comes out, I think that will be a huge catalyst but I think it's best to front run that if you can. It's a bit of a pain in the ass, but as I've said many, many times on this channel, you've got to, to do the things that are a pain in the ass in crypto because most people are lazy and won't do it. So if you have to bridge or make a new wallet or do whatever you gotta do, it's kind of a pain, but you should do it before everybody else because they're gonna buy your bags later, okay? So I haven't done it yet myself. I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself. I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, very soon too. So you can front run me. I haven't even done it myself. So go do it. But anyways, uh, I think that's it for me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By the way, quick note. Um, I mentioned that I was thinking about doing uh, an email newsletter with like tickers. I'm thinking not email newsletter. I may just do like a Telegram or Discord group. Uh, do you guys prefer Telegram or Discord? I don't really care. Personally, I'm a Telegram guy, but I think more people like Discord. If I do it, it'll be completely free. It's not gonna cost anything. I just want a place where I can have like a little bit of a community um, and just, uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of lame sounding. I don't want a community, but you know what I mean. A place where I can just like 
talk about calls and stuff because I tweet a lot of stuff. But the problem is a lot of stuff I don't tweet because I don't want to be the guy who's like talking about some like sub million market cap shit coin, you know, like to a bigger audience. So I don't want to do that. Um, but in a discord where it's like more like, hey, we're talking about different plays and stuff. And you guys can talk together too. Uh, so I'm thinking about doing some discord or telegram. Probably I probably will do discord. What do you guys prefer? I, I don't really care. Um, but it'll be free. It's not going to cost anything. It's just to uh, have a place where I can kind of interact a little more than just tweeting stuff out. Because um, I don't tweet most of the stuff I do. I probably only tweet about maybe a quarter of the plays I make. Um, and honestly, some of the best plays I make, I don't tweet because they're like small cap stuff that I don't feel comfortable tweeting, you know. So anyways, let me know if you guys are interested in that. I may do that. Um I just need to make sure I have the time commitment to be able to do that. But I, I think I will. So anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. A lot of you are like 80% of the fucking listeners or viewers on YouTube. You're not subscribed. Please subscribe. And if you're listening on audio, you should come on YouTube too because there's visual components too. It's a very, you know, we, we have a very beautiful setup here, okay? I spent a lot of effort making a green screen setup. You should come and enjoy it. So anyways, I will see you guys next time.